see it. Hmm. Okay. Well, let's just have a look around the store. Remember, you're a man of a certain age. Okay? You're looking for something functional. It doesn't matter what it looks like. Pretty as though it only matters that no. it's functional. That's not what you're here for. You're here to find something to mow the yard with. Gonna win yard of the year. To the car dealership when you just want to kill some time while you're waiting for the little lady's movie to finish up. I said I'm just looking. New balances? Oh, that's what my dad used to wear. No. No, I need something else. And remember, it doesn't matter what it looks like. It only matters that it's functional. It's functional. Ah, here we go. Oh, buddy, I never thought the day would come. But, um, excuse me, sir, can I see these Skechers in a size 12? Young Anthony had a two-year-old son. His son was a big fan of Dr. Seuss books. Anthony never thought that that would be an issue. He was aware that sometimes when children become fond of a certain book before they can read, they memorize the entire book. This is something that his mother told him he had done. So he was tickled to see that his son was starting to memorize Dr. Seuss books as well. Until one fateful morning that would start off a year-long series of mornings just the same. Anthony awoke at 3.30 in the morning, pitch black, to the sounds of his son reading the book, Oh, the Places You'll Go. See, that's the thing about memorizing a book. If you can actually read, someone could take the book away from you. But if you've got it memorized, like someone memorizing songs to go to prison, doesn't matter where you are or how black it is, or the fact that you don't even have the book with you, you can scream read the title. And that's exactly what his son did at decibels well above an inside voice. He would scream the words to owe oh, the places you'll go at the top of his lungs well before sunrise. This was Anthony's punishment. I don't know if it's just me. Um, I have never had a problem speaking ill of the dead. And I know a lot of people feel like it's uh, this big taboo. Like, once somebody dies, they were a great person. That person might have given you the wrong change on purpose. Like, I don't think anybody is above whatever they were before they died. Now, that's still to say that you probably shouldn't speak ill of the dead unless you genuinely hated that person. Because why let people see you kicking down if there isn't some serious beef there? Like, I was thinking about um, some people in my life that I could easily speak ill of. Uh, one, being an ex that everybody knows there is no love 
between the both of us. Uh, then the other is this dude who decided to, um, from a very long distance, talk shit and it's never going to go out of my way to bring a problem to him. But then there's another part of me that's just like, you never know. One day we might come across each other naturally and it'll be like love because you always tell people, don't go looking for love. Don't, don't ask somebody to drop a pin and then go to them because when you end up in jail, you did a lot of work to get there. As opposed to, there I was, minding my business, looking at some kids playing double dutch. And then I spotted the person that I hate the most in life. Next thing you know, I'm walking in their direction. Didn't even realize it until somebody's told me stop. And then I put down the knife and realized I had stabbed that dude. 75 times two o'clock in the afternoon broad daylight but you get what i'm saying like it's better if you just let it happen naturally than if you go to it at least in the eyes of a judge but yeah it, it uh i think my grandmother was the first person that i openly saw decide that society's rules don't apply or she just didn't respect whatever people had decided we were gonna do like I don't remember where we were. We were in a kitchen. We're in New Jersey. I'm like elementary school age. And she's talking about somebody that I know to be dead. But she's motherfucking them and goddamn cocksuck. Because my grandmother's got a mouth. Like a sailor. And um, I was like, Grandma, you can't talk about them like that. They're dead. And she was like, so the fuck what? It was fuck them when they were here. And now that they're gone, it's still fuck you. You're still a bastard. You're just a dead bastard. It doesn't change who you were. And uh, I think it took me a really long time for that lesson to sink in. Now, some people might go, you know, not everything has to sink in. And I agree. But some stuff, I just didn't realize the first time I heard it, it made sense. Like, why do people actually stop wearing white after, what is it, Labor Day? You can only wear white in between Memorial Day and Labor Day. Who does that make sense for? Who created that rule? A pair of black jeans or a whole black apparel line? It doesn't make sense. And every time that you do it afterward, there's always going to be somebody to come up to you like, really, that's what we're doing? Yeah, I bought white jeans and I'm not going to keep them in a closet from October and through April because someone I don't know decided that that shit is taboo like the love that dare not speak its name but we've already been down that road so i'm gonna leave it all right so it was just pride weekend if you're gay congratulations i'm not sure if you say congratulations or just happy pride anyway um it was pride weekend when we moved into our new apartment there was a like for every happy thing I always seem to find the opposite of the silver lining I'm going to call it the poo lining for lack of giving it too much thought so move into a nice place we just left a horrible place my wife has recently given up smoking but when we moved in she was on her last like week or so of smoking so She's out on the uh, the fire escape. Nope, she wasn't climbing it. I know. And uh, 
you can see into the backyard and into the homes of the people who are to our left around the block. Now, the people to our left and around the block, because, you know, New York, it could be wonderful, one place, and then you turn your head 90 degrees and you're looking at a toxic sewage plant. Um, so the people around the corner are a bunch of, um, let's just say they look like they would audition for the roles of the Hispanic men in training day, if that makes any sense. The ones who are in the kitchen playing cards, discussing male rape, which is what we're going to get to. So, I don't know if there is a Hispanic holiday during the weekend, the last weekend of June, which... I'm guessing is also pride. Feels like a weird conflict for those two to celebrate at the same time. But I know Puerto Rican Day was within the last few weeks or so because I remember it. And they had a big stampede in my neighborhood because it's full of Hispanic people. And Saturday night, there is so much partying going on from the people to the left. Oh, and it's important to point out, she could see into their backyard and into their homes. So kind of a, a come down off of all the joy from, oh, I love our new place was, yeah, so I can see into the backyard of all those people and they're not doing well. Like I can see how they're living and it's really sad. So one day I decide to look out the back cause I'm like, well, let me see how they're living. And it was like going to your friend's place. And I've never gone through somebody's medicine cabinet or anything. Okay, like you've gone to your friend's bathroom. And maybe you don't need to take a shower, but you just want to get a little looky-loo. And uh, you like pull back the curtain and it just looks like, I don't know, Fury Road like the, from Mad Max, like there's just rust and nasty and wet fluids that you can't readily identify. So I was sad. And um, I mean, again, these guys look like they're probably not having the best lives, but I literally got to take a peek behind the curtain into their homes and like mounds of trash and just disarray. They were living in squalor. And I don't know that I've ever been able to say that as an adult, even though I can think of a couple of situations in which I guess I was living in squalor. Um, so anyway, it's Saturday night. And uh, we're aware pride stuff is happening. Um, and it's a pretty gay neighborhood, too, which is also weird. we got a ton of gay people and a ton of Hispanics, and, you know, they, they don't go together. These guys were partying until 4 o'clock in the morning. Very loud. I don't know, like, I wanted to open the window, but again, training day. I wanted to open the window... And just scream out like, hey, you fucking gangbangers, I'm glad you're out and you're happy. Shut up. Some of us will be up early in the morning. 
but no, because I don't want to be shot in the face while screaming at somebody like John Witherspoon at House Party. But it was very confusing, so much so that my wife discussed it the next day. We were both just like, are they gay? And it's hard to say because you can't look at somebody and know, but can't you though? But I know you can't, but can't you? And I hope that that's the reason. That or I figure somebody from out of town just happened to come over like they had no idea it was pride. I've done that before. Because if the holiday doesn't apply to you, you don't give a fuck. So I before I even lived in New York, I remember coming up one day to audition for something. And um, we arrive in Chelsea. I don't even know Chelsea's a gay neighborhood. Uh, we get off... And it's a Saturday, and there are shirtless men everywhere giving each other piggyback rides, making out in the street. This was like probably 2007-ish, and uh, I mean, I hadn't really been exposed to a whole bunch of gayness like that. I had seen Oz, but I had never, with my own eyes, just been in the middle of... A, a fantasy, we'll call it that. Um, and yeah, uh, over the course of the next few hours, eh, probably a lot sooner than that, um, my friends and I, because I was there with multiple people, none of us knew because we were a large group of young black men. Uh, we would find out that it was Pride Week. And we were like, wow, so that is what Pride is because this is really gay. And to be honest, I don't even remember if it was all that gay. I remember that they were, like, walking around and giving out compliments, which was nice. We were like, hey, this is not bad. This is what being a woman must be getting treated like. But I get how they might be visiting and not have known that it was Pride. Shit, I didn't even know that June was, uh, what was June? Asian American Heritage Month? Who knew? Because I'm not Asian. And if Hulu weren't constantly advertising it, I would never have known. Um, so yeah, I mean, that was a strange part of Pride Weekend. And uh, I also want to point out that these dudes, we often hear what we assume are gunshots. And I know you're asking, really? Kind of. Hard to say if they're gunshots or fireworks. Because as we get closer to the 4th of July, one part of my mind keeps going, they're probably fireworks. But... Fireworks generally have, like, a whistle sometimes. They, they pop in a series in a certain way, whereas gunshots are generally, like, not sporadic. But I've heard enough gunshots to know. But sometimes you don't know because you don't know if somebody went and got the good stuff from, like, Mexico or something or they've got, like, something that'll blow your arm off if you're too close. Ah, I miss the weekend. Hopefully, we can have uh, a little bit of a discussion. Um, now, this is going to be weird for me to say, but serious faces, okay? Because we're going to attempt to discuss something serious. I am a man-child. I know that. Um, so forgive me if I laugh a little bit, but know that um, despite whatever laughter or my tone, my heart is indeed in the right place in my chest. Here we go. So this article... Because it was just Pride Weekend, and I was having a discussion yesterday with somebody uh, whose husband feels very similar to how I feel. Um, to give a little backstory, 
colleague and I are walking down the street, just coming from Duncan, and we pass a woman who is in workout gear. And, um, you know, petite, shapely person. So she passes us. And I turned to my colleague and I said, did you see the dick on that woman? I did do the air quotes, but we weren't in the office and she knows me well enough to know. One, yes, I kind of meant it, but two, just relax, that, that woman had a dick. So she burst into laughter. Um, this dick was pronounced because it was like a, a really tight pair of pants, the kind that you would normally associate with the camel toe of all camel toes. Except for this thing looked like it had sneezed and turned itself inside out. I could see veins in it, and this was all within a couple of seconds. Um, so that got us to talking about how it had been Pride Weekend. I think I told her about my scary-ass looking neighbors who live in Squalor and the weird partying that they were doing. And uh, between that and the lady with the thick dick, she was saying that her husband uh, was complaining because he was like, you know, it's weird because this is going to sound a little hateful, but I understand where he's coming from. I guess because I'm straight uh, he's just like you know why do I have to explain to my kid because they have a child that's like five why do I have to explain to my kid what that is or why two men fuck or that apparently it feels good getting fucked in the ass like he's like why do I have to have that conversation if I'm not gay and I get it because when we walked past the lady with the thick dick, if I had been with my child, he might just ask me about that. And then I have to have a conversation that I don't wanna. And yeah, these are facts of life. If we watched somebody get shot in the face while we were walking back from a grocery store, I would have to explain that too. And that's just another part of life. People die violently sometimes. But at the same time, maybe I'd like to get around to that when the mood strikes me, as opposed to just getting struck by the mood. Um, I don't know, and I really hope I never do find myself in that situation, because if he asks too loud, then the other person might jump in, and then I gotta tell them, hey, jump out, it's my kid. I'll tell them about your weirdness. You just never mind us. So with that said, here is a story that one, frightens me because it deals with a bunch of men, and two, I feel like in today's times it's pretty relevant. The headline on ESPN reads, More men were abused by former Ohio State doctor. The new lawsuit says, and yes, that's THE Ohio State University. So. In Columbus, Ohio, which by the way, I don't care if you are in Ohio State, if you live in Ohio, things aren't going well. Now, having said that, 29 more men are suing Ohio State University over its failure to stop sexual abuse decades ago by teen doctor Richard Strauss, who died in 2005. Now. Nothing's funny about what he did, even though I do have a big smile on my face, because 29 more men is a hell of a way to
to start the article. Um, I kind of like the fact that he's dead, and so he's kicking his feet like a ghost laughing right next to me right now, because he's like, they'll never tell. Well, they'll never take him. But I mean, you know, if ghosts are real, and if you do believe in religion, then you probably believe he's in hell right now. Um, one plaintiff in the federal lawsuit filed Monday alleges Strauss abused him during more than 10 medical exams in the 1980s, starting when he was a 16-year-old high school wrestler whose team competed on the Ohio State campus. He didn't even go there. He was just like, oh man, look at that scrumptious piece of ass, and he couldn't help himself. Would you like a free exam, young man? How, how old are you? 16. Ooh, you're getting up there. About time for a prostate exam. Okay. He said he was also later abused by Strauss during required medical exams while playing football and wrestling for OSU. So I would love a breakdown of how many required times he was fondled and how many times he got fondled and he didn't even need to be there. A different wrestler in the lawsuit alleges that Strauss fondled him during more than 50 medical visits. How many times does this man have to jack you off, sir? More than 400 alumni have raised similar allegations and lawsuits against the university, which, how do you say THE Ohio State, knowing you got some dirty skeletons like this with erections in your closet? Alleging abuse throughout the doctor's two decades at OSU. Oh, he was having fun. Tenured. A law firm investigation conducted for Ohio State concluded employees were aware of concerns about Strauss as early as 1979, but didn't stop him. Now, that's fair. Because if I didn't catch him, like, blowing a kid or something, first of all, I don't even know what conversation needs to be had. Like, let's say that I'm, like, the liberal arts professor. I don't know if somebody just comes up to me running down the hall and is like, Professor, uh, the gym coach just stuck a finger in my ass. Or if you're just having a conversation with the students and you're having like a heartfelt moment, maybe everybody's like at a campus bar and for some reason you're there as the professor and a bunch of cool students are gathered around you listening to you tell them how it is in the real world. And then suddenly one of them goes, hey, professor, can I talk to you about anything? And you're like, yeah, and everybody's got martinis and drinks. It's a fun time. There's weed smoke in the air. And then that student, who's a really muscular wrestling guy, just goes, I don't want to kill the vibe or anything, but every time that I see the team doctor, he begins to suck my dick, and he doesn't stop until I've ejaculated. You see that silence right there? That's the good time ended. And as the teacher, because I know the gym teacher, so I'm like, oh my God, I can't come to Marvin with that. Please God, let that be a rumor. And then you're like, I don't even know how I would broach that conversation. That's like the people who have to tell somebody you stink and your coworkers would love you to shower more. That conversation begins with what? You rip that band-aid right off? Stop blowing kids, Tom. What? We were just talking about our weekend plans. I know, but I want to get straight to it. Stop blowing these kids. I know about it, and your breath stinks, sir. Okay, back to this article. We're almost done. OSU has apologized publicly to anyone Strauss harmed. 
a general apology means that they believe he may have like blown the entire state of Ohio. It has reached nearly 47 million in settlements for 185 plaintiffs. This man was active and announced an individual settlement program that could help resolve more claims from five of the remaining lawsuits. Now, tuition prices are always gonna be high and have always been high at OSU because they're champions. But it would bother me knowing that a large amount of the tuition that this school is basically rummaging in my pocket and stealing from me twice a year, well, that just happens to be great hush money. I wouldn't like that at all. I wouldn't like that like if we knew that half of the money that we pay in taxes went to making sure that pedophiles find housing when they leave prison. That's not how I want my money spent. Back to this we got a little bit left. That program isn't open to plaintiffs in the lawsuits filed more recently. Because he's dead, I hope. No one has publicly defended Strauss in the three years since the allocations started to become public. Well, yeah. The newest plaintiffs also include former athletes in baseball, lacrosse, cheerleading, soccer, football, basketball, gymnastics, and fencing, and patients treated in the Student Health Center where Strauss also worked before his retirement from Ohio State. Most of them are listed anonymously in the new complaint. I can't believe that he retired. Was he even working? How do you retire from being a gigolo? Because all he was doing was sexually harassing and molesting people. Why would he retire? They probably had to retire him. John, it's time. You've got to leave. No, no, I, I've still got work to do. And he didn't care what sports you played. Are you an athlete? Can I rub your hamstrings? Oh, these are nice. You say you're not an athlete? Oh, you're their parent. Well, can I blow you anyway? Alright, so I've been listening to a ton of Jim Cornette lately. If you don't know who that is, he used to act like a manager in the WWF and WWE way back in the 90s. And I have just laughed my ass off listening to some of his rants. Uh, he is such a hilarious, angry, cantankerous old man. Uh, I want to share just a piece of a rant with you. And you can listen. He's got a couple of podcasts that are like four hours long each episode. And they're all funny. And if you watched wrestling as a kid, um, or maybe you're just a lot older than me, but back in the 90s, maybe even the early 2000s, a lot of what they're saying will be relevant, but they're discussing like wrestling behind the scenes. With that said, soak this in. I just want to tell you, Vince Russo, that I will never do anything with you. I will never work with you. I will never have any cooperation with you. I won't speak to you on the fucking phone. I won't speak to you on fucking Skype. I won't speak to you in person because I don't want to pay a goddamn attorney or potentially go to prison for what I might do when I black out and do what I've always wanted. Uh, for the record, the person he's talking about and or to is Vince Russo, who was a writer for the WWE and then kind of ran WCW. And then they both worked together at TNA. So they they know each other well enough that he's not mistaken. He knows that he hates this man. 
Here we go. Wanted to do to you and all of your attention getting and all of your bullshit and all your fucking podcasts with your stooges like this Jeff Lane character and this disco inferno suck up that likes to blow you because you're the only one that's giving him a job in the last fucking 20 years. All these other fucking people. I, don't I used care to love disco think. inferno. I don't care what people like you think because I don't want people that like you to like me. Boom. I don't make any money off this. I turn down money. That's right. To work with you. And what's more, I spend money. I will spend money to cost you money. It is my what? hobby and my life's work to make sure that you don't make another dime in this fucking business and any penny that I can prevent you from fucking making, I will consider a million dollar gift to me. Tell me that's but not hate. I just want to leave you with this, you fucking moron. You think that you're safe because I said that I wouldn't go to prison for you. Well, I can change my <laughs> fucking mind. He's cutting such a good so promo. I'm just telling you, you fucking whiny little cunt, if I will try to rip the throat out of some cab driver that I've never seen before, imagine what I would do to you. Mm. So the only way that I will meet you or cooperate with you in anything is if you want to set up a time and a place where just the two of us with no cameras. And he's not a threatening no looking man. He's just no being audio, honest. No I'd love to kill you if you would meet me. And we can work things out amongst ourselves. And if you want to sign a release ahead of time that neither side, me included, is going to call the fucking cops or hire a lawyer. I'll pay any price to be there. But that won't happen because you're a gutless Dickless fucking coward. I'm surprised your wife will even fuck you with that microscopic dick of yours, you piece of shit. He's preaching. If I were you, I would have goddamn DNA tests done on your kids because I refuse to believe that you could get hard enough to penetrate her, to shoot even a lick of fucking sperm into her to the point where you could have fucking children. So I have a feeling Tell that those are probably the mailman's or maybe even the milkman's. Ladies and gentlemen, that was James E. Cornette. His podcasts, uh, one of them is the Jim Cornette Experience. One of them is Drive Through with Jim Cornette, I think. But yeah, have fun. We will talk soon. We're going to watch something. You guys should comment. Tell me what it is. Uh, but welcome to all of our new followers and listeners. And good night. Good night.